weird. Was you there the day that we found the... It might have been Adrian found the, the dead junkie out in the back. Oh, no, that was me. I found you that You found yeah. that kid. I remember, because you came down and you were like, yo, sad. you guys got to come. Yeah. They're going to take this kid away. You know, he's dead back there. And I remember they picked him up and he was so stiff. He yeah. didn't move at all. I'd never seen a human being yeah, I know. It was, that stiff. It was, it was weird. It was uh, definitely a, a strange moment. Yeah. I mean, but that was Frisco too. And it was yeah. that neighborhood. We, I had to kick people off of our stoop oh, yeah. all the time. Like, oh. hey, I live here, bro. Can yeah, you move get, up get the a few fuck doors out of here. or just get the fuck out? Yeah. Well, there yeah. was a lot of a lot of heroin too. Yeah. You know? Alcohol too. I mean, a lot of alcohol. straight drunks that would kick it on our alley. Yes. Know? Well, that South the Market. The, at that, the, the corner store with the diner yeah. that was so rad. The pork store. Is that what it was? Yeah. Was, it was it was a pork store. Yeah, yeah, it was a little a, mini pork store. Yeah, it was like I, it might have like even been morning. the original one, <laughs> and then they opened home. the other one on Eighth Street. It only sat like what fifteen people. Yeah, it burnt down. It did. Yeah, oh, I don't know. burnt down. Yeah, I've been back to that area of I, in a long time. Yeah, I went. I was. I go. I go there pretty regularly because yeah. I'm. I'm, no, I'm just north of there. It was a great place for yeah. us as graffiti writers. Oh, for sure. It's to cent- step out the door and you're, you're in it. Yeah, you're and in you it. if you had to run, like you knew the neighborhood was so well, yeah. you could just dip. I mean, yeah, in our was... case, we could even jump the fence. And totally. On what? Oh, the alley do you remember that time? And then jumped our fence. Do you remember that time we did the like truck? We did, we did the truck. Which truck? There was a white know. truck and it was in a fence. Oh yeah, under yeah, the yeah. highway. Yeah, and you and you took off yeah. because the the guy was like, "I'm calling the cop or something." And I was like, oh, I'm a, and and then the, you you took off, and the cop car pulled up, and I went underneath the the truck, and there were you know where the the axle thing is yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. the road. I climbed up on top of that and and like bound you know like Mission Impossible or something. Yeah, and I saw the cops come and flash the underneath. The, yeah, I could see the flashlight underneath yeah. the truck, and I was just like. Don't breathe, you know, don't and I'm breathe, holding my breathe. bag of paint, and I'm like, yeah, please yeah. don't. Don't rattle. <laughs> don't okay. rattle. Yeah, and I, I must have hung out up there for about a half hour. It was sure. fucking painful. Yeah. And then they took off, and then yeah. that was it. I yeah. booked it at home, but that was sure. hilarious. Adventures. Adventures. Madcap adventures. Yeah. We were doing that a lot. I feel like yeah. we were going out on Sundays yeah. a lot, too, and like, uh, yeah, we pasting, too. Finding, we did a lot of we pasting. A lot of we pasting. We did a lot of everything, kind of. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it was a good era. And a lot of people would come through the house because we're centrally located. Absolutely. Our parties were dope. They were dope. Super yeah. dope. I tell a story where uh, Val made uh, pot brownies. Oh, yeah. And I ate half of uh, one of those cookie sheets. And uh, <laughs> I, I bugged out. And yeah. I left the party. And I was gone from the house for four hours. And mm-hmm. when I came back... Nobody had tripped that I was gone. Everybody thought I was upstairs when they were downstairs or the yeah, reverse. Yeah, totally. Because you could kind of yeah, do you that could just if you were just that. walking through the party. Well, yeah, it had different. Mike? Oh, he must be upstairs. They had different. There was different zones, right? There yeah. was like the the back deck and then the inside. Oh, dude, and then who was the homie that had the house up the next block that we used to go to parties with? He was like a club promoter kind of homie. Gary was that his name? Remember that dude? Yeah, it was vaguely. Because I just remember being at a party and he had a basement and we were super wasted. Oh, God. And there was stairs going up I and remember out, that And shit. there was a closet door. <laughs> and you opened up the yeah. closet door, went in there and we were trying to go up and yeah. out of the basement in the closet. It was so weird. I thought somebody, I was like, why the fuck did somebody pile a bunch of stuff on the stairs? Right, right. <laughs> 
I, I was in there for like 15 minutes so trying good. to climb up the closet. Yeah. I was so stoned. I mean, yeah. I was. I must have yeah. been out there yeah, because you were, then, the, you were gone. then someone You're opened dark. the door and I was like, oh I my God, I'm in the closet. That's the thing. I think I was in the basement. <laughs> I saw Gary open the closet and he's just like, hey, <laughs> what are you doing climbing. here? You're trying to climb out? And you were like, I don't know what's going on. And, you were, and he's like, come outside. And you're like, oh, there's the stairs. Holy shit. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. That was hot, dude. Yeah, it's... But what, that kind of shows how faded we would be, Oh, well, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, it's one of those moments where my... Oh, my God. Being high like that and then being a stubborn person. Sure. That's you. Sure. You literally run into a wall. Yeah. Because you... I was so I'm convinced. Get out of this closet. Yeah, I, no, no. This, this is, is the, the right way. I definitely didn't go the Somebody's wrong way. Somebody's fucking me up. Who's fucking with me right now? God damn, that's funny. That's uh, so funny. Yeah. So, when did you start? Because I remember at that point you were doing freelance. Yeah. Um, but you were also doing fun art stuff. Yeah. You were starting to show it. I remember we used to show at a hair salon. Uh huh. We did. Oh, I did all shit. But those man. were good gigs. I remember shit. Sold. Oh yeah. Those oh, rich yeah. ladies would just be like, "I'll get that for my teenage son." You know, for me, what happened was, um, I just this. The working for other people, even if it was your company, yeah. was just not fun. And I didn't like right. making like stuff. Right. It felt weird to me. Sure. And <clears throat> so I was like, oh, I want to give my hand at this fine art shit. Yes. I'm going to try whatever that is. Just make what I want to make. Well, there's people what around us were doing it. Yeah, and other and people were doing it. it was at that level, it. too, where we were showing in, like, coffee shops. Yeah. Like, off the beat. Not maybe even galleries just yet. Oh, they weren't, there, weren't a, there weren't any, like, low-tier galleries like that yet. No. So you were pretty much... It was like, going to be, like, some kind of clothing store or hair salon or coffee shop. Yeah. And I remember the first show I did uh, was uh, at a cafe on Upper Haight. Oh, okay. People's? People's? Yeah. Cafe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two big so, walls on the sides right when you yep, walk in. Yep. yep. So I hung a bunch of big pieces on sure. blueprints. I did a bunch of, you know, characters on I blueprints. I remember where you got the blueprints. Yep. At the, right up by the house at the yep. corner. That's right. You were dumpster diving. Dumpster diving. And you drew on that Free paper. Years. Free paper. That's the whole thing. I loved it. I thought <laughs> yeah. you were a genius for that. It was great. It gave your work a look. Yeah. Well, I ended up... That yellowy. I started put, gluing it to right. drawing paper. Because sure. it made it a little more sturdy. But I, I hung those pieces up, and like two days later, the guy who hooked the show up, he calls me up. He goes, hey, I sold two of those paintings. And right. they were like 400 bucks a piece. Yeah. And Game I was changer. like, holy shit. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, I made my cut, rent. How much of a cut were they taking? 50%. Same okay, so, as always. Which is the usual. Same as always. I think people but need I, to know that. Yeah. But know? I made... I basically, you're still... You're still yeah, you're that's great. bucks? Yeah. For just something you did for fun? I pretty much almost made my rent. In a, that's right. And it... Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, man, I could probably do this. Because if yeah. people went into the coffee shop to buy a $1 cup of coffee... And they wrote a check for four hundred dollars, yeah. and I made I made that happen. Yeah, yeah. I can make that happen some more. And like I say, there was yeah. a whole community of us that were yeah. doing it. We're yeah. doing it together. Totally. And then again, that's kind of where I think Fecal Face came along. Yep. They pulled us together. Yeah. All of us Definitely. that were not really part of the scene. Right. 
where like let's say Barry McGee really sure. was part of that well, scene he was, and part of that the the real yeah. fine art world. Well, he was already museums in museums and right. blue chip. There he was, was this blue chip. Whole other spectrum of artists. Yeah, outsider is sort of the outsider up, like, artist with their back against the wall on Hate Street trying yeah, to sell their drawings. Totally. Yeah, and you know uh, that's just one of those things. Not most people are not going to be the blue chip people. No, no. You know, I feel like that's a track. It is a track, and if you don't, you gotta stay on it. Yeah, and I even knew from SFAI, oh, I'm not doing this track. I was the same way once I was yeah. working at Think. I was just like, no, I'm way more yeah. towards commercial work and writing graffiti. And yeah, it just off. seemed it just yeah. seemed too institutionalized. I think, and I so coming from that punk rock background, that doesn't mean maybe if that was offered to me, I probably I might have been like, oh, maybe I, I'll go that route, but. I always like the idea of being the underdog and like building like street level. Yeah, build, building something from scratch. And, and we always were. Yeah, exactly. Literally. DIY we were culture. Out there yeah, doing it. Exactly. Doing it. <laughs> Actually doing it. Yeah. And there was no I mean what, juxtapose had just come out around yeah. that time. So yeah. there really wasn't even a, a low browser. Because I was still working at Think when they created yeah, it. And totally. I remember even them telling me the name and like, hey, you guys know you're spelling it wrong, right? Yeah. And they're like, no, no, that's cool. We want to do it like that. I'm sure. Like, okay. And even I had arguments with uh, Robert Williams about including graffiti in the yeah. magazine. And he fought it for really? years. And that's he, so interesting. Yeah, he did not. He did I, not. Maybe like to it. this day he still doesn't like it. But uh, Yeah, you know, I mean, again, they had an aesthetic that they wanted to push. That's you know? the whole point. Yeah. Juxtapose was created to push lowbrow artists yeah. like Mr. Williams. They were being neglected by the fine art world. Uh-huh. They thought they deserved a place in exactly. history. Fausto Vitello had the yep. money and the means to make a new magazine because yep. he already had done Thrasher and Slap and was like, fuck yeah, yeah. let's make a scene. Just like they totally. did with skateboarding. Kind exactly. Of, make a thing. Yeah, they did. And it's amazing to see what Juxtapose has become now. Oh, yeah. Because it's the opposite, again, of the original intent. Yeah, but it also had to weather the transitions of print to internet. Could have. Could have. Maybe not. Some of that I feel like was when Fausto died. Yeah, and and his that changed his widow a lot. Took over, yeah, and it took a totally different course. Yeah, for sure. You know? <clears throat> yeah, there were some. Other I agree. Edit, edit. That is kind of the art scene. Yeah. So, but I think people probably have no idea that it really was really just lowbrow. Yeah. And even those those uh, lowbrow shows that we went to mm-hmm. in the late nineties were so dope. Yeah. Remember the Acme one? Oh, yeah, the Acme. God damn, well, Acme was, was still showing Barry at that point. Sure. And That's same with too. the luggage store. That place. You know? Yeah. Because I remember getting to see that stuff in that setting. Right. Like that, that didn't have Once 1998, 99 kicked around, yeah. you would never see his work in that. And that was, that was probably around the time 111 Minute opened, too, right? Just, yep. Pretty I feel much. Because like, that's what, what I think when I first met Doe's, 20, 25 years. He was doing a show there and was working in the yeah. basement. Yeah. And then he did a, 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 a mural in my girlfriend at the time's uh, loft in mm-hmm. 5th and Natoma or 6th. So, yeah, so 111 was a like a little club. I remember when it like, first opened, it was just club. that one little side part now. Yeah, with some gallery sort of walls. It was very different. It, it wasn't anything else really yeah. going on in that house. It wasn't a gallery. Somebody had to take you there. Yeah, it was a club, a little sort of speakeasy ish club. to meet the owner. With cool art. Because it was not... I mean, we'd go there and there'd be six people. Yeah, I mean... Every single one was a painter. I, yeah, I mean... He, I, I mean, think 
He's. I That's think right. he just sold. I think he, he just sold it. Yeah. So it's it's still That's there. An amazing legacy. Yeah, it's still there, and it's yeah. still. And I think they just sold it in twenty five. To me, that was like a, a real cool spot. Yes. Back then, that you know, not a lot of people knew about it. Yeah. It was you know they had bomb shows. There, yeah. And you were shoulder to shoulder with exactly the people you wanted to be totally shoulders all kinds with. of people, girls. So yeah, a dope, lot of stylish, a lot of cool music scene uh, stuff too, because you're well, you're hanging yeah. around all the. Again, like we were saying, you could pick your you could yep. pick your subculture. Yep. <laughs> you know. So. So yeah. yeah. I mean, that was that was the thing. There was just so much going on. You had to choose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And, and sometimes we would choose to stay home and watch The Simpsons and do bong hits. <laughs> right. A lot Didn't of you times. Have every single. Kate, Kate of, had every single Kate, episode that Kate. she recorded off That's of right. television. That's right. Every so like, one. yeah, that and yeah. we would watch the, the tapes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we didn't watch TV. No, we just would watch those. Uh, yeah. Tapes. Well, you saw the beginning of my tattoo career. Yeah. In the basement. I got. I got. I have one of your first color tattoos. Oh, it's uh, upstairs. Upstairs. Though, in I the, was working yeah. upstairs by then. I remember the neighbors across the way and those fancy lofts would look and just oh, disdain yeah. at me tattooing people <laughs> in, the, in, the in the living room. room. Yeah. <laughs> so rad. That was good times, though. That yeah. was really good times. So, like, at what point... I mean, I, I remember watching your work evolve and there was, like, robots. And I remember yeah. you built gigantic cardboard robots sometimes. Yep. And there was always, like, space. And, and we yeah. talked about this a little earlier, too. You were doing mushrooms to help with your headaches what yeah. was going on with your headaches back then well i'd still i still get them it's it's called uh they're called um uh a migraine of some sort? it's like a migraine it's a cluster headache yeah so it's remember a, they used to just take you out oh my god they're terrible they're like yeah. seriously one of the most you just be rocking on your bed yeah, holding your head just crying yeah, yeah, they're they're like uh, it's a vascular headache. So Oof. essentially, what's happening is um, the nerve. The there's three a nerve that splits into three on each side of your face called the okay. trigeminal nerve. Okay, and so mainly the one that is all connected to my eye, um, the the vascular system around the nerve expands and squeezes the nerve. Okay, and it's just pain. Yeah, there's no. Straight up. Physical. Uh, there's no, like, yeah. anything really wrong, per se. It's just, it's just a sensation. And it is insane. It's like, you know, someone stabbing you in the eye with no, a hot poker. No, it used to break my heart, bro. <laughs> it sucks. I'd go past your room. It and sucks. you'd literally be sitting on the yeah, edge of your bed, horrible. holding your face, crying, and just, like, yeah. groaning. And it's like, oh, yeah. my God. So I've had them for since I was a teenager. Yeah. And they come around. And they're, over the years, I've sort of pinpointed where, where they happen. It's seasonal yeah. changes. Okay. And that, and there's more information about them now than there used okay. to be, yeah. and there's a, for some reason the hypothalamus gland will be enlarged, and so there's some sort of connection between the hypothalamus and the and this vascular network in your okay. face. Yeah, and it seems to be connected to like a circadian rhythm thing. Trippy. So when the time when the a lot of times it happens near solstice is when they start. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's you know it's just this weird cyclical thing. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> thanks to the internet, I was mentioning this in a fecal face interview once, oh. and somebody emailed me and they're like, "Oh, dude, you should try mushrooms, psilocybin, psilocybin mushrooms. mushrooms." Yeah, and I had done them when I was a teenager, but I didn't think anything 
of it. And he's right. like, no, it, it, it's for headaches. And so I did a little research and I was like, holy shit, people are doing this for headaches. Huh. And so, you know, I went and found some. And, yeah, um, easy to find back then. Oh, for sure. I mean, even now, I think yeah. they're all over the place. They yeah. grow everywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't stop it. Yeah. Um, but they're, they definitely cut the headache short. Huh. And the cycle is shortened, and yeah. I can even I, the last cycle I had was just recently, huh. and I was able to um, <clears throat> knock it out in a week huh. without any like serious right. ones. And it's because I I I got it down to a science Your now. Dosage, yeah, my dosage and how yeah. I um, yeah how how I microdose it. Yeah, I do it three times a day, and right. so to just so always keep a little you know yeah. piece and eat it. It's it's. Just uh, like you can just barely feel the effects, yeah. But nothing that would you know take you out of your bonkers. Yeah, no, 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 no. I always ate way too much. Oh my god, the most I ever ate was a a concentrate Mm. that was almost a whole. It was a whole ounce basically. Jesus, at once. Wow, that changed my life. Heroic dose. It was a heroic dose. I've taken some heroic doses of LSD. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, it was insane, but very insightful. Hold on, just a second. Let me pause, <laughs> just for a second. Uh, uh, All right. So we're we're back. Um, so we were talking about you know you using microdoses of psilocybin, psilocybin yeah. mushrooms to help with your headaches, yeah. your cluster cluster headaches. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah AKA yeah. alarm clock headaches yeah. or suicide headaches. Oh, gnarly. <laughs> that's how. That's. And now at 2019, we we're just saying like. Yeah. So you've been basically microdosing for 20 years. Pro- just to about help your way, condition yeah. without a physician. That's right. Yeah. Uh, care or anything, but now that it is 2019, mm-hmm. what do you know? Yeah, they're using hallucinogens in therapy yeah. and for all sorts of things yes. like what you were dealing with, you know. But now it's getting some ground mm-hmm. legitimacy. Let's totally. Say. Well, what's interesting about it is how many things these things are good for. Like, sure, the with the headache specifically, it's any tryptamine works. Mm. So it's sort of choose your adventure. Sure, you know if you want to sure. microdose. LSD, you could do that. Sure. In fact, they're even, I think they're making a, a, a sort of a, a different LSD, LSD something mm. number that is actually, I think it might be called Bromo LSD. Mm. And it it doesn't have the psychedelic effects so much, oh. but does the same thing to the vascular system. Ah. So there's a, this is what's interesting about. like how we're finding out that CBD is right. separate from THC. Exactly. The same plant and exactly. has different properties. Yeah, different properties are good for different things. Mix them. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, the the awesome side effect of microdosing mushrooms every every once in a while, every year or so, mm-hmm. is that um, it it definitely has an effect on your mood and your outlook. It's it sort of I mean, it's like a natural antidepressant. And I just can't understand why. Because I've tried antidepressants, too. And well, again, bro, you know why. Yeah, I, we know why. they put yeah. it in a pill, they make money. <laughs> if you just find that uh, mushroom under some shit and you eat it, it does the same thing. They don't want you to know no, that. No, but it does the same shit and better. Like, well, that's so fine. Yeah. So fine. But have pharmaceutical companies get licenses to grow medicinal mushrooms and fucking prescribe and, that. And frankly, that's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, like, because it's just California better. California already legal, California has decriminalized it. mushrooms. Yeah, I think it's decriminalized, but I think... 
Oregon and Colorado yeah. are talking about putting it on the ballot. But yeah. I don't know if that's right. actually going to happen. But God, it should. And it, or you could just go buy mushrooms like you could buy marijuana now. Exactly. Well, yeah. you know what's funny is recreationally in Japan you could still buy them up oh, until I recently. Fantastic, I have a fantastic story, <laughs> but nobody that. realized it. Nobody realized it. I'll tell you. Let me tell it you. Didn't my story. destroy oh, society. I went with Upper Playground. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh five or six to Tokyo. Oh. As soon as we get there, our guides tell us mushrooms going to be illegal after yeah. this weekend. You wow. should go buy if you like. You know. Yeah. I, sorry for doing the. Yeah. That's, oh, whatever. That's, that's the, how they talk to me when I'm there. That's fine. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. So me and uh, Bigfoot, we went to a head shop. Yeah. And he had a glass case with mushrooms. Yeah. I was like top shelf, thinking the Japanese yeah. kids have bought all the good ones. Right. Ooh, oh boy. We got some crazy oh, shit. Oh boy. Peruvian, I think they yeah. were. Yeah. And me and him tripped all damn night. We had to leave the uh, host dinner, the, the people that oh, flew yeah, us out. tripping out. From Beams Tees. And we were tripping so hard, we had to leave the dinner. Yeah. They thought it was awesome because yeah. we're coming through as these like eccentric American right. artists. And of course, they're on drugs and they totally. can't even hang out. They thought it was awesome. <laughs> I you love know? Japan. I, I went oh, twice. It's such an interesting that's the place. Thing, man. The last yeah. night, I was right there, me and Scott. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. We ended up running into uh, Kent from FTC. Oh, yeah. And he took us to this rave that was like six stories underground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was nuts. It was cr- oh. I went to a rave there in 98 that was like 20 stories up in a building. Oh, wow. And my, my uh, I, already, I just have a natural inclination to like scan the situation and sure. see what, what are the, oh, you sure. know. Dangers. Danger. And this is after the the Kyoto earthquake and oh, stuff. And boy. I'm looking around, I'm thinking, I came up here in an elevator that only takes like five people at a time. Right. I'm not staying here. Yeah. Even, it was Massive Attack was playing. Oh, and I was wow. like, I still, I can't do this. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. No, you need to be. Yeah. I mean, even recently with that, uh, the ghost ship fire. Oh, yeah, exactly. It, it killed a friend of mine. Yeah. You know, and it's just like. It's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, you got you to gotta keep your radar yeah. on. And I'm yep. not saying they didn't have their radar on, but some shit could Well, a lot of times well, people don't put a lot of. Rave era, too. A lot of them were break-ins. Yeah. And yeah. you had no idea. And exactly. And it was pitch black. Yep. And, you know, you're walking on these crazy steel stairways and stuff. Yep. Somebody falls down, they're going to bust their head open yep. for sure. I mean, yeah, it was a it was a thing you had to you had to check it out. Yeah, you know, make sure it was cool. Usually, yeah. it was cool. Totally. Usually. Usually. <laughs> Almost always. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. So, how did the uh, how how is how how do you feel like your work has evolved? Because to me, it's gone from it's kind of cartoony yeah. right into the. The thick of a psychedelic experience. I mean, when I look at your paintings, like I used to get to a place that I call crossover on LSD, where I couldn't tell if my eyes were open or closed. Gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. Time is gone. Yeah. Ego is kind of gone, but there's still this observer that's you that's watching the whole thing. Yeah. It's one of my my favorite thing I think about LSD effects is that when I close my eyes, I can actually visualize anything in real yes. 3D. Yes. And it's actually even more clear. 
yes. crystal clear in than it. my eyesight. Yeah, you're I'm in it. it. You can investigate it. Totally. Zoom in. And normally, when I close my eyes and try to imagine something, it's just like black with some sort of amorphous thing. Exactly. And it's just that, the power of that substance to sure. to do that to your mind right. is, I think, pretty, pretty interesting. Again, that was part of my favorite thing. <laughs> pretty, too. pretty After interesting. After a rave, when I would finally get home and I uh, I would get in bed and I couldn't really sleep, but I would mm-hmm. close my eyes and I would put some cool music on, like the Orb or yeah. KLF or some totally, shit. Totally, totally. Right? And I would go on the Great Space Coaster ride right. through outer space, yeah. just zooming around. Sure. And then I'd open my eyes and I'd be in my bedroom and everything right. would be fine. And then I'd be, fuck that, back there. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, I've I've been in, inside my body and looked at my cells. Yeah, I've looked like that kind of weird like stuff. Too. But yeah. and you know it's it's interesting because I'm I'm. One of the things it brings up for me is like wondering, like it's hard for me to believe that my brain is actually capable of rendering and creating that sort of space. Yes. It almost feels as as if it's I'm real. It's making the realization that this this stuff is your brain is actually just an antenna for yeah everything that's outside of right what a brain is sure. You know, the nervous well, system I is feel just like an certain antenna. certain chemicals can adjust the antenna. Yeah, so exactly. Pick up different signals. Exactly. Different things. It's like MDMA can really get you intuitive and, mm-hmm. and loving and, and, and empathic. Em- empathic, yeah. right? Yeah. Strongly, I For feel sure. Like oh, yeah, that's what it does. That that's what it does. You got good shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, if it's real, that's yeah. what it's doing. Yeah. But I, the artwork didn't. <clears throat> didn't actually go. I didn't think, oh, I'm going to try to make some, some psychedelic type art. I never. Did no. that. What ended up happening? I saw the evolution of it. Yeah, what ended yeah. up happening is I just, uh, you know, you as you're making things, you you want to do it a little bit different each time, right? Yeah. And so you're just trying to figure out what direction is that little bit of difference. Where is it going to go? Yeah. And I remember specifically there was a um, <clears throat> an album cover I was looking at once. I was pretty stoned, and I was looking at this album cover, and it had used like some model kit building stuff mm. like Miniatures. robot like a robot oh like a but, Z Gundam yeah well, it wasn't even a Gundam but it was oh. something else okay but it was in parts okay you know what I mean yeah like, yeah like the exploded dissected view. the exploded view yep and I just was looking at it and I was like oh that, this is so cool oh, I, I wonder what that. my characters would look like like that yeah and so then I just started sort of doing that right and, and what ended up happening is the characters all the parts of the characters ended up turning into like the uh, the landscape. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Looking back on it now, it makes perfect sense because when you're a younger person, you're very concerned with your internal world and understanding what that means, right? right? And your relationship to the world. Yeah. And then as you get older and start exploring, you know, you, you get bored of that and you want, you want to explore the outside world yeah. and you, you move there. And so that was the, the shift from that character mm-hmm. to sort of these landscape places. Yeah. And then the landscape sort of turned into like these, you know, universe spaces. Sure. sure. So is a natural sort no. of just... I feel like even my buddy Dalek yeah, same. a similar thing. Same. Totally natural. Yeah. Wasn't looking at what the fuck you were doing at all. Yeah. But uh, went through a similar kind of this... The, the figures became the background, yeah. became abstract. Totally. And now he's coming back. I know. It's fun figures. to watch it come back. <laughs> right? The little yeah. space monkey guy. Absolutely. I mean, 
we he was hanging out at two fourteen Clara when yeah. we were living there. I mean, I think we might have had yeah. some of his posters up on the wall. I remember painting with him for sure. I think know? I have a, a little but, uh, piece of his that he left there. It's from. interesting how that how that that works. Yeah, I know? think it's a if you do if you make artwork that's not based on you know. Uh, say you're painting a landscape, or a, right. or if you're not trying to recreate, non-figurative. yeah, non-figurative thing, abstract, right? Exactly. Right. What right. you end up doing is, yeah, especially if you go from figure to abstract, and you right. do it as a transition and not just like an abrupt change, right? You're going to find that sort of evolution where, you know, from the you know yeah. these, these weird places that you go. Sure. Well, even in graffiti, we have that lineage. Yeah, if you want to go there, totally. The end of it is the abstract realm, exactly. Of future exactly. two thousand, exactly. And yeah, whatnot, exactly. Go, yeah, Joker, Phase Two, Joker, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can get masterful. Yeah, it's fucking. It's abstract like art. That. It's that's, like that's just it. Yeah, but I think that it's funny how people. You know, the people that do that the best though are still the people that know the fundamentals. Absolutely. Like any of those guys we just mentioned, you could yeah. tell them just throw up a tag, and that tag's right. gonna look bitchy. That's right. That's you right. know, and they can do mm-hmm. totally unreadable, abstract, yep. way out of the Yeah, I mean, I take the, the same approach. It's like if I have an interest in, um, you know, whatever aspect of abstract art there is, I'll, I'll actually make the effort to learn all the things. Like, sure. you know, the, the ge- geometric stuff got real popular. Right. But I've, I look at it and I, know, and I can see that a lot of these people actually don't know what they're doing. They actually don't understand... They're mimicking something, but they, oh, they're yeah. not actually understanding the of geometry. Course. Of course. And it's, we you see just that skip ahead. All the time. Yeah, you skip ahead. You copy something that was wrong. Right. To with. Exactly. Yeah. And you're not, and what you're doing is because, you're, because your influence is other art, art instead of yeah. your experience, right. you're losing something because you're just that's, a, you're that's a, the, yeah. a Xerox of a Xerox. That's the whole game, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I've never, for me, making art, the thing about making art is like, you're always inspired by other things around you. Sure. But I've always, I've tried at least from my 20s on to not pay attention as much, like to not make art based on other art because it's too meta. I, no, I, I, I to, tell, that's my yeah. first piece of advice to young artists. Don't yeah. look at what other people are doing. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't look at the internet. Yeah. Just put your head yeah. down and what comes out. Exactly. You're going to come out with something so much more interesting if you're not doing that. It's yeah. like uh, the kids that rip me off. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, why are you drawing in black and white? Right. I am because I'm colorblind. Yeah, you, you have a reason. Okay. That's specific to you. I gravitate towards black and white. Yeah. Why, do I, why are you drawing girls covered in tattoos? Right. You have no tattoos. Yeah. You know, like you don't know. You're not yeah. part of it. Well, what I'm drawing in, that because yeah. those, that's my people. That's my community. Right. And I didn't see them being represented. Yeah. And was like, no, I'm going to draw tattooed people. Totally. I'm a tattooed person. Well, you know? and that's what happens. It's frustrating. People become enamored in the culture sure. without actually. And it's just being young. Yeah. You're a biter when you're young. It's man. true. Yeah. It's true. No, I that's, you can't and, help it. That's well, exactly. And that's the that's what I was saying stuff. from my twenties on because I, I was such a And that's what I say I was too. So influenced by Bodie and, and right. Barry and, once you're ready to yeah. do that, you gotta put your right. head down. Right. Then you gotta put your head down and, yeah. and go for it. But 
if friends come by and point out, hey, that looks just like this other person's yeah. work, I think you need to look at what they're pointing well, out. Well, you have to take it, it seriously. Might, that's the thing, because you <laughs> might be going up a road that's just going to burn your career because as soon as you get that's going, right. everybody's just going to say they're going to say you're ripping off. someone off, and you don't exactly. want to do that. You don't want to put all that time in and do thing. that. It happens naturally. Yeah. Even when I worked at Think, I would go drop off graphics at print time, and somebody from Real would be yeah. dropping off a graphic, be almost exactly the yeah. same fucking thing. Yeah. You know, and it was just because we saw the same thing in some magazine. There yeah, was this totally, cute totally, mascot totally. That we just thought, oh, we'll oh fuck that's with it. That. Or the skaters brought it in. What's the, like, um, in, in India, there was a thing like that because everywhere sold like the same things. Mm. They would call it same, same, but different. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> like everything's same, same, but different. Yeah. And like, what's, what well, I'm, that's kind of an, uh, a heavy uh, philosophical it is. thing, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's so Indian. It's thing. a very Indian thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. funny. That's rad. So, I mean, have you had a chance to travel and stuff? Yeah, I mean... Um, I mean, foreign countries and whatnot? Yeah, more more recently I've done more more traveling than Through I did. Through art opportunities? <clears throat> Not so much. Oh, just personal I mean, travel? Just personal travel. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I, I like going places to do, to, like if I have a gig or something. I do too. But, um, but it's uh, also yeah. really fun to travel without any yeah. sort of... I prefer that these yeah. days. I prefer not to work. Yeah, yeah, you get more time to actually explore and, and yeah. stuff. I spent uh, like five weeks in Nepal and India get down. a couple of years we, ago. We finally were able to go. Yeah, it was so I feel cool. like we talked about that. Sure, for together. a long time. I like, wanted to. It's held a mystique to all of us. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know uh, uh, Eastern philosophy is so interesting, and especially India's version of it is so like rich with like yeah. iconography and. I don't, everything about well, it's it is fascinating. It's kind of the oldest one of the yeah. main religions That's still, that are around these days. Yeah. You know, like uh, I think I, maybe even earlier in the podcast I mentioned it was like 4,000. Yeah. Is what they say. That, like, that's like, yeah. And then, BC is when they think plus, the, the, that civilization codified their teachings right. into the books, like the Bhagavad Gita mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And all the know? other Sanskrit. And even like Buddhists. Yeah, Buddha's like know, 400 BC Bo- or Buddha. something. Buddha was a Hindu. Hindu. Yeah. That's <laughs> Just right. like Jesus was a Jew. That's right. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, I've always... Like, I've always... Bam! Out of yeah. That was... That's one of the things I think is really fascinating about, like, the that... Those types of philosophies versus a Western mm. philosophy is this idea of uh, the infinite and uh, the wheel mm-hmm. and stuff. And we don't really... And for some reason, in Western philosophy, they come up with this weird story about an infinite life and a magical in another realm yeah fairy tale land sure. which is just really doesn't really satisfy no. reality for me but the wheel thing really does it sort of makes more sense to me oh sure because you know in an infinite in an infinite amount of time yeah. in a sort of a closed system you're gonna get shit's gonna repeat yeah that's just the way, oh. you know, in weird no, I ways. I remember that when they started talking about the Big Bang. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, come on. Now you're <laughs> going to say there's a beginning? Yeah, what did Terrence well, McKenna no, say? He said, no. uh, give, me the first mir- if, give me the first miracle and I can explain the rest. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but he's another amazing guy. Did you yes. ever get to see him speak? No, I never saw 
Terrence speak. I have to catch him at one of those whole earth expos in San Francisco. I'm bummed I missed a lot of people that I really had wanted to meet. Um, like, there was a lot of shit like that going yeah, on. Yeah, Tim back Leary. Then, you know? uh, I got to meet him at one Robert, of those. Robert and uh, Tom Wilson. Where was Leary? There was a, a, a Megatripolis. Mm. It was a club. And he came and did a speech. Oh, on that's the cool. And a nice. friend of mine from England uh, was one of the people behind that club. Yeah. And that was a real psychedelic science yeah. angle kind of totally. rave experience. Yep. And I think it was a monthly or a weekly yeah, yep. and I remember when we got Leary, uh, he was, oh, oh no, I guess it was even before, he's like, yeah, I can I can do your event, you might want to pay me, it's fine, I'm just going to need some really good cocaine. Yeah. You know, he was just being real, he was just like, I'm old, you're going to want me to do this yeah. thing late at night, I just need some good cocaine, yep. I'm not going to go crazy, but it's going to keep me awake. Yeah, did you, you read know, what, he, time, what you know? he was taking every day when he oh, was, uh, while he was dying? <laughs> it was hilarious. I don't know. No, it was lots of stuff. Oh, but I... I you why know not? What? Why not? I mean, it's either that or you're gonna do, they're gonna give you pump you full of morphine, right? That's and what again, they do. And again, if he's okay with it, he's okay. absolutely. Like, it's whatever. he's an adult that knows what yeah. he needs. No. Um, if I was dying that in that kind of that's the thing. Way, I think prohibition is kind of funny because people are gonna do it anyway. Absolutely. And it's like there's no prohibition on gasoline, but anybody knows you drink a bunch of gasoline, you're gonna be fucked right. up. Well, you know and, what I mean? Like, yeah, there's all kinds absolutely. of shit out there. There's all kinds of up. Yeah, as Are long you really as you go there. Well, be, the fact that it doesn't actually hurt anybody else. That's really, why it's ridiculous. That's why it's that ridiculous. It's prohibited. Yeah, because you shouldn't really prohibit anything that doesn't that doesn't that's harm anybody. But there's like, isn't there well, that one still is, not a single uh, noted stupid. lethal dose of marijuana? That ever? that like, prohibition was the dumbest thing that we've ever done. But it made business sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's why. Yeah, that's why they were crushing uh, an economy yeah. of uh, you know, it's like yeah, the, the chemical Mexicans chemical and the manufacturers black folks were well, well, way back in the day, they had a trade in marijuana because mm. after working on fields and stuff all day, right. it was great for your back. Sure, but they were using it as like a commerce thing. Uh, and the slave masters were like, and the, you know the plantation owners whatnot they were like no 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 yeah i can't, you, do, you that. can't do that yeah you can't do that yeah no, that's not cool and that's part of the reason it got the, you know, attached to sure. the, that well, stuff and then, yeah like i think you were mentioning the hearst, tobacco the hearst companies thing kind of yeah and the chemical and companies <laughs> well they got rid of hemp too sure. that Which was, was that was a purely economic that just move. got flipped too though thank god just like two they should have done they should have never done it trump signed that yeah he did and it was really pressure from a southern yeah. state that used to be Kentucky the number one and, uh, hemp producer yep. in the country, and was just like, "My farmers want to make this. Why is this a problem? Let's well, do this. we should be doing. You know, it's the best fiber. I think honestly, all these changes that are happening rapidly are yeah. a, lot, a lot to do with the internet and this of sort of accelerating thing. And I think we we are, despite you know, if you watch the news and listen to the news and whatever, and if you read Facebook or something, you sure. would think that the world is coming to an end and that we're about to have a civil war between the Nazis and the, and the no, communists, uh, but that's yeah. not really reality, right? No, They're just really trying to trick was. people. The cold yeah. war that we live through. No, it's the threat of well, they're doing annihilation. Like they never really yeah. even got close. To but I, I like to be optimistic about the future. And I like to think that, you know, all these changes, like the, the end of prohibition of marijuana and, possibly these other psychedelic substances and um, the fact that people have all of human history and knowledge in the palm of their hand, even in yeah. developing nations, right. is going to make the world better. I, I honestly believe that. 
I um, think a lot of it is accountability. If you've yeah. got the, the mass of the majority of the human population on the planet can cross check shit. Yeah. Like it's going to get harder and harder to pull the wool over our eyes. It's true. With propagandist garbage. Yeah. Because that's the thing with millennials that mm-hmm. I notice is they'll call bullshit on yeah, anything. Anything, yeah. And they'll check it. And if they're wrong and you're right, they mm-hmm. give you props. Yeah. Because you gave them pr- correct information. Right. And they they appreciate that. Yeah. But they will call bullshit. Yeah. On even the most basic things. Like gender. Sure. When we were talking about that earlier in the yeah. drive up, like... You know, it's up in the air now. Yeah, it's you know, it's not as black and white nope. as uh, we grew up as kids. And I it don't never really it, was. It anyway. never was black but and white. That's the thing. I think the kids are like, hey, yeah. there's a lot of gray right. area yeah. here. Why it's are we always not just? Ex- no, you old people are simple minded. Yeah. It's got to be man or woman. Now, fuck you. Fuck your Christian indoctrination shit. All yeah. that. There's there's fluidity. Don't sure. Even, don't don't pigeonhole me. Yeah. You know. Well, nobody well, I, should I, ever do that to I anybody. Think it's cool. I think people should be able to do whatever they want, and sure. that's. It does seem like that's the future, though. It is. It's it's not like, even just the future. Think it's about, the now. Um, how it's much the now. shit we would give skateboarders that we didn't know about their equipment, right? If they were riding some garbage. Some poser shit. Right. Right. We'd be like, oh, what is that board, dude? Where'd you get that? You need to get a dog town, bro. Yeah. You're blowing it, bro. You're a sucker. Like, later, you know? Yeah. But when I go to skate parks now, the, yeah. everybody's riding different shit. Sure. The kids are trying to watch out for the scooter guys. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember, you, la- rollerbladers were like oh, the worst God. or something for yeah, a little while. I but, took out rollerbladers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, what, what's the difference? You're riding around on some wheels. That's the like, thing, you but know? That's, that's what I noticed yeah. is that young people are much more They're like, less interested if in If you're them. getting rad on whatever equipment, yeah. you're going to get the tail smack on the coping from yeah. the other kids. Right. Right? Yeah. They're going to they're gonna give you totally. some props. And I love that. Even if your shit is wacky. Like, <laughs> if it's cool, yeah. and it takes some skill, oh, hell yeah. and you, you got some balls, like... I've seen some kids at the skate park on longboards just doing the weirdest things. Oh, yeah. You know, coming in on their butt. Like, oh, just dude. Wild shit. Was it? Remember? Rad. You're like, holy shit, I can't believe you do just you did Do you remember that. when um, it was like the freestyle, the soap shoes were a thing sure. for a second? Yeah. That's crazy. Where it's yeah. just sh- shoes yeah. or parkour. Yeah. Like, people were yeah. literally yeah. taking anything and making it amazing. Sure. That's, like that's the, the future. eyes of a skateboarder. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the future. Like, what's the exactly. Future? What, what can I do with this that you're not looking at? Yeah. Oh, it's this the, is just a handrail. Oh no, this is actually the novel. Uh, the novelty the next factor thing to, to conquer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. the novelty factor. Well, that's what Terrence McKenna talked a lot about. Is like the universe just wants to make novelty, right? And, and right. If you're doing and there's that, there's been rises and fall, and exactly. That's like the rise and fall of civilizations. Yeah, novelty. Novelty, novelty. gets really high, yeah. and then and it crashes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're living in an age of some. It's interesting novelty. No, it's it's all it. over the place. That's it's all it. over the place. I love no, it. I could see a crash. I don't, you know, yeah. uh, like, I mean, he always talked about the archaic revival. Yeah. And there could be an archaic phase coming just sure. around the corner. Well, it's, there's always a, a, a rise and a fall. It, it, nothing, exactly. Nothing ever lasts exactly. forever. So. I mean, even our politics are that way. People yep. might be freaking out about the left or the right. But right. yeah, it's been back and forth my whole life. <clears throat> sure. And from my parents Absolutely. and my grandparents. And, yep. Yeah, that's just how it goes. It's just yep. like, 
that's people. Yep. If we get people, if we get a, if we get if we get a chance to vote on it, we're gonna flip one way or the other. Yeah. And it didn't work. Let's try this. You know what's you know what's really interesting about that too is like you know they've done um, you know you know when birds fly in that crazy pattern and and fish do it. Yeah. yeah, schools and flocks. Schools and flocks, and st- and yeah. these are these are mathematical formulas. Sure. And they've you know they they can slow it down and watch exactly what's happening. And there's a swing, and when when the balance tips, just a, a percentage over fifty percent. Yeah. Suddenly the other part of the flock yeah. or the school has to go with it. Sure. And it and w- what's happening is it's a constant dance. Of like where one per, one fish or bird is the leader, right. and then another one, you know, and it just keeps doing that. Right. And humans, this pattern appears everywhere, yes. including in our social behavior. Of course. So there's nothing surprising to me ever anymore. About, you know, you can literally just watch it. You yeah. can even go to a party and watch conversations and watch it happen. You can sure. watch where everybody's in a room. And then, like, how people will migrate from room to room. And, oh, well, sure, that was the joke. The, <laughs> yeah. the party always ended up in the kitchen. Totally. <laughs> always. In the Victorians. Yeah, and, yeah. So and so I think... The party was always in the kitchen. 51% of the party made it to yeah. the kitchen. Sure. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> the whole party's in the kitchen. That's right. No, it's, no. It was, yeah. it's, it's definitely that way. It, thinking of the schools and things like that, it reminds me of just bicycling in San Francisco. Yeah. Bombing hills, and you're able to go just as fast as the cars. Yeah. And, it's just you know you're 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 in it, it's you fun. know, but it's pretty safe actually because you're all going about the same speed. Exactly. So it doesn't feel too crazy until you know they stop and you're still going 35. And yep. <laughs> Good yeah. Yeah. Or you end up on the wrong side of it and you get doored. Yeah. So how That's how long did you stay in San Francisco? Well, I ended up moving when I turned 30. Okay. To New York. Okay. I guess I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I moved to New York, and then I was there probably, I guess, like... What year was that? Um, 90, or uh, 2004. Okay, 04. 04. You moved back to New York. Yeah, moved to New cool. York. And That's I, when I moved back to Albuquerque. Okay, yeah. I was back yeah, in yeah, Albuquerque yeah. for five years. Yeah, I and think then you... went back to San Francisco. I think you might have moved right before I did. I left in 03. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I went out there for a while, and then... Um, you know, space is limited. Yeah. So I, you know, made art and stuff, but the art tended to be pretty small because sure. you're limited. Yeah. I mean, because I ran into you in New York. Yeah. I went to a show you did at Levine. I believe. Uh, Lineate or uh, Josh Liner. Oh, Josh is that Liner what it was? Gallery. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, I never you showed it. Did you do a series that was like Salvia? I did. Yeah, I did that, a Salvia that's the one inspired. We were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Salvia is cool. Salvia, Salvia is, is coming up in conversation. Oh God, it's, it's such a that was very uh, niche. I feel like in psychedelic circles. It was such back a weird. I mean, I've, it's technically not a psychedelic. Shot. It's a it's right. a hallucinogen. Sure, but not a psychedelic. Sure, sure. but it is it strange. Get, yeah, I guess I should say. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm not. A, it's a, a bizarre hallucinogen. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I what mean, was it like for you? Can you describe the? Oh yeah, visually, like what you were dealing with. Because for uh, me, it was very visual. Oh, it's extremely visual, and it goes to a place for me and a lot of people I've talked to, uh, to a sort of dark area. A oh, dark it can go dark zone. fast. Yeah, real fast. I felt a darkness in my heart. And it, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it might be hell, a, huh. a version, because Weird. there was like a flip book 
situation where you, yes. there's like this falling, ah, flipping yes, thing. Yes. That's what I was wondering if, if our hallucinations <laughs> yeah. were similar. Yeah, and then a lot of people, and I got this too, um, get this idea where they're like, oh, I'm on a TV set or a play um, or a circuit. It, it's yeah. always like make-believe, like you're yes. in a make-believe place. Or yes. like the world is fake. Yes. Like Foley, all Foley. Absolutely. Yeah. I felt that way. And it's too. very plasticky and like everything is like, whoa, this is crazy. And I don't know. Uh, to me, it felt like uh, I was in one of those mirrored boxes. Yeah. So I'd look down and then I'd look up and it was like the sides, the space was a cube. It was yeah. very strange. Yeah. There was edges. And I can remember having a really hard time getting up. Uh, I wanted to stand up and right. walk around. Oh, yeah. It was very difficult to No, you to can't move. do it. Yeah. I was able to get up. Really? But boy, I was all over the place. No, I, I, I ended up rolling around on the ground a lot sure. because I, I felt sure. like I was falling. And then oh, I'd I was too. Catch myself. That's the thing and then, that you're seeing. Like, <laughs> that, like, click, click, click. And that's yeah. how it was tick, like. Tick, tick, it was tick. like the whatever I was seeing in my peripheries was repeating almost like a film yeah. reel. Mm-hmm. It was like like you're saying. Yeah. It was uh, Almost like looking into a kaleidoscope totally. where it geometrized yeah. the, the world. And I remember there were these two dogs and they were staring at me. And I was looking at them and being like, it's okay. Yeah. I'm just tripping out. Yeah. You know, but you guys are fine. You know? And, yeah. And they were just looking at me like, well, hey, one of the things. I just felt like they knew I was tripping. I went super, dogs. super deep on it. Just, I think the second time I tried it. Mm. And I <clears throat> also lost. My, um, I also lost my uh, sense of self, almost like a DMT experience or yes. like a heroic psilocybin experience. And but it was really jarring because it was um, it was like quick. It happens. It's such a hard Salvia left turn. It's a hard left turn. It's like you yeah. you inhale this big hit and then that's it. You you're, you're gone. Yeah, you're gone. I feel like DMT. Was and hard. I couldn't remember who I was. Right. And then there was one point where there was, uh, it was almost like I was on a hospital table mm. and then these two people were talking to me and they said, um, what's it like, man? Like, you know, what's it like over there? And I was like, huh, what? And it, I was starting to realize, oh, I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in a virtual reality thing and now they're pulling me out and they're talking to me, asking yeah. me, and they're like, oh, you got to go back. And, yeah. and then I came back and then I was like, it took me a while before I could remember where I was and who and yeah. why. Right. And that, and I remember asking the people there, I was like, I said, wait, hold on. Is this, wait, is this the reality? Yes. Or is that the reality? Yes. And it was probably of all the things I've ever done, that one was the most jarring of that feeling of yeah. like, wait a minute. Well, yeah, because I felt that, but like, you know, on a, a Four hours into an eight-hour LSD trip, yeah, and you're peaked out, and you're just like, "Holy fucking!" But it built, yeah. But that's the thing with like to me, DMT and salvia. uh, I've only done them as bong hits, yeah. You know, and it just boom, yeah. Like somebody's got to be there to catch the bong, even totally. Yeah, you're gone. You're gone. gone. It's it's an interesting experience. It sounds scary. But I would much rather have a young person that's interested in trying something like that to yeah. try DMT versus LSD. 
Oh, for sure. Because the LSD, like, you know, you and I, we would be tripping for hours oh, and that's hours, like days, an eight hour, days that's on a end commitment. sometimes. That's a commitment. But DMT is like, 10, yeah. 15 minutes. Well, you, you know, get was, to see the other side. It was popular in the 60s, too, and they called it the businessman's acid trip. Uh, because you could go to, to it was like a lunch break acid trip. Sure. You could yeah, go yeah. to the fucking hotel room, do yeah. a big DMT rip, and, and right. be like, and then back for lunch and doing your job. But Right. <laughs> Right, and it uh, is a it is a quick jaunt to the other side, and it way over the other side. If you if you really yeah. go, oh, you're, yeah. you're you're yeah. you're talking to like I've things. met people that did DMT drips. Oh God, that's some stay craziness. in that world for you know long, I can't even long, imagine. long time. Can't even Days imagine in darkness. That is insane, right? <laughs> and we're trippers. Yeah. I feel like you and I. Are I, I, I read the I read the know? story about the the guys in the missile silo with the ah, yeah. that shit is yeah, gnarly. Yeah, yeah. That cool like the stripper girl. Yeah, the stripper girl. The whole story. Yeah, that's a great one. I forget man, what oh man! Yeah. I, <laughs> all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeesh! God damn! Let's talk cool. about a party. Well, so how how are you able to make it happen as a fine art painter? I think a lot of my follow or you know like the yeah. people listening to the podcast are artists and wondering how, how do you pull it off and uh, just believe. <laughs> There's but, really no other way to do it. I mean, if perfect you, answer, homie. Yeah, that's, that's if you truth. doubt it for a second, you're definitely you gonna lose it. it. Yeah, you just have to do it. Yeah. And look, you know, in the in the society we live in. There's really only a couple things you can do, right? You can make something or be of service. Right. Those are your two options. Right. You know, and right. you just have to figure out what, where in that zone makes right. the most sense to you. Sure. And where you feel good about your contribution to sure. the whole. Sure. You know, like. How, I mean, how did, how did the business side of it work for you? I mean, do, do you feel like you got into some. Did you do some shows with Fecal Face back yeah, in the day? Yeah, I did. I did then, like probably four you know, shows at Fecal Face. But I, then you you work with uh, you know really fine galleries in New York. Where else do you have like? Well, the number of shows I do is definitely slowed down over the years. That's how it goes. Yeah, because I spend more time on. Yeah, I spend more time on stuff. So and do you have the collector base that can afford those pieces? Because that's the yeah, game, that's the game too. Yeah, I mean you don't need a. A million of them. I suppose no. if I did, but I'm never. I've never been one to like try to. I'm not trying to collect like yeah. money, so I don't really care about that part. Right. I'm just trying to get. No, I know that. You know, I want to bring something up. When uh, I met you in New York at that show, and we talked about Salvia. Mm-hmm. Something else that you brought up to me was that uh, I guess you. It might not have been the same occasion, even, but you. You had found out that somebody really wanted a painting of yours, but couldn't pay for it outright and wanted to put it on kind of a layaway program. Uh But she really, really, really wanted it. And your gallerist wouldn't do it. Right. And you were so bombed. Yeah. You were like, I want her to have it so fucking bad. And this is fucking bullshit that he won't do this. Yeah. I want to figure out a way to get her, you know, something. Yeah, she was a nurse. And so in my mind, my mind, I was like, well, wait a minute. This is a woman who is uh, in service to people all day and helping people. And I'm, I'm just an artist. Like, yeah, you know, painting your trippy things. Yeah, I'm painting my trippy shit. And if she really wants this thing, you know, it's not like I have a. You're not in it for the money yeah, again. Exactly. And you're frustrated exactly. by the colorist who's like, oh, just take yeah. part of her money and we'll figure it out. Like, yeah, just do it. I mean, but that's what's not the his worst? business. Yeah, and it's it doesn't I guess it's not a business model that works for them, you know. No. Uh, but <laughs> No. 
You yeah, need cash. Totally. Like, all of it. Yeah. Right. And that and that's why I've always tried to um like even now if you on my website, like I sell things that I make with yeah. my hands. Yeah. Because um if if I have these fans, you know, what what little fans I've collected over the years sure. and the percentage of those people that can afford a painting that I spend six months to a year on is so minimal, right? You're not paying my oh, rent bro. for a year. No. So I, I, keep, I know. I've been yeah. going through this on Instagram because right. I'll post uh, original drawings that I've spent a lot of, like the one I yeah. just posted. It was the nicest thing I did last year. Yeah. I'm having to ask two grand for it right. because it took, and I know my collectors aren't there. So this morning, right. I posted two old drawings that yeah. are at the sale price, half exactly. off the gallery price because I know that my collector base sure. is more around two to five hundred yeah, that's two right. fucking grand. Well, and that's, yeah, you it's know, the vast majority. I don't of, have that much. Yeah. Yeah, I've spent neither. I've spent a few grand on painting. That, totally, that Sean Barber. Yeah, might have cost me four grand. Right, but that, and that's what I'm saying is like I don't you know even my, even my friends like like Mars One whose mm-hmm. artwork is like he's in the blue chip price range. You know, uh, he is. Yeah, I can't afford. You know what I mean? It's funny. It's he can't afford that. No, <laughs> because no. he's got a, a wife and kids and a house right. in SF. And right. Even though you know. And it's like you you try to get paid for the amount of time you put in. And as art, as artists, you're always putting more time in than you're actually getting. I mean, sure. I joke that I make less than minimum wage if you well, that's, count uh, my hours. That's where I think reproductions come in. Yeah. Even Rembrandt did that. Sure. He made his bread and butter money doing those little etchings that were like yeah. fuck, six inches across. Well, I like, doing, I like doing silk screens. That's my bread and butter. Is yeah, I like doing silk business. screens, Absolutely. and I make my rent. I make these sketchbooks, and I sell yep. those online with little That's drawings fresh. in it. And I feel like, hey, you know, I, I like making those things, anyways. And this yeah. is like something that is like uh, a little more. Where are you living now? I'm up in Grass Valley, California. That? It's it's in the Gold Country, California. Grass. It's basically the area with where the the whole 49ers like. Oh, okay. It's the goal. It's and called Gold Country. Out in the woods. Yeah. How long mind. have you been out living like that? Uh, we've been out there for five years. Is your now. overhead pretty low out there? I mean, Do well, you? it's way less than SF. Well, I only ask yeah. that because again, there's the there's the the, the balance. Right. You need to sell this amount of work yeah. to be able to pay for these bills. Oh, I do that. You're I, not in yeah. San Francisco. You're yeah. living in the woods. You yeah. gotta imagine your expenses are a little lower. They're lower. It allows you to spend more time on the paintings yeah. and not worry so much. And, yeah, it lets me, and you know, the fact that I was able to do the stuff in the city and sort of collect the following. We needed to do that. You had to do that first. And we now, absolutely did. now I don't really need to be... I'm in the, the same boat. That's why I'm yeah, in Boulder. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. Yeah, I can do for this sure. gig pretty much anywhere. When so. I lived in uh, Amsterdam in 2008 for most of that year, I kind of proved to myself I could live anywhere. Yeah, you and live anywhere. to do business. Yeah. You know, Especially now with the internet. It's like, like crazy. Yeah, because yeah, I was working for Rebel 8 when I lived in... Amsterdam and was mm-hmm. able just to send the drawings from Amsterdam and get my check mm-hmm. and get money there. And yep. It was, we were saying, you know, and, uh, yeah. So now I'm just, well, after that, I was just like, fuck, I could just go anywhere then. Uh, yeah. Oddly, I ended up back in San Francisco <laughs> after Amsterdam. <laughs> I was there from 08 to 13. It's funny because we you did know? the same, we almost, did, <laughs> <laughs> this is funny because we ended up on the same block. Literally yeah. 20 years later from the, t- the time we met. That's right. 
That's right. Which I always thought was such a hilarious, like, yeah. where a reconnection where it's like, hey, what have you been so up to? Bizarre. <laughs> no. Yeah, because remember we lived on in the same building on Bush and Powell. Yeah. And literally 20 years later, we Damn. end up in the TL on the same block That's actually, again. Let's, let's wrap this podcast <laughs> up with that story. Because that was pretty cool. So that was my first apartment by myself in San Francisco. And it was near Bush and Powell, right near the cable car. Remember, you could hear the cable yep. car all night. And do you remember the number of the building? I can't remember what the address was. But it was like right next to the Knob Hill, just like remember, gay guy. Yeah, it's Knob Hill, live nude men. And I remember, I think before you moved in, the dancing place rented that room. Oh, really? And that's where the guys, they would come and dance for a month and they uh-huh. would stay there. Interesting. That room's got some... Some, some history. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, did you even know about that? No, I didn't know that. So those guys would bring wow. private clients up to the room for special did. dances of course and they stuff. Did. So that room was wow. notorious. Wow, that's intense. I used to come out in the morning to go to think yeah. and out would be coming like a, a businessman yeah. with one of these male model yep. gay guys in the morning, you know, all nighter. Like, holy yeah. shit. But, that place and is I'd still say there. hi and the guys would always say hi and I would yep. get into a... I bought weed for those guys yeah. sometimes. You know, hey, do you know how to get some weed for me? But, um, but yeah, and then you moved in yeah, with I moved your in girlfriend. With my girlfriend at the time. And I think I already knew about your artwork. And I think I had friends that were friends with you. Yeah. But we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. I definitely knew your work. And I was. I remember hoping fan. to see your girlfriend when I would come out she was of my cute. apartment because she would go to work around the same time. She was hella cute. She lives in Denver. That's crazy. Yeah, married with kids, and she's oh, so great. That's rad. No, er- I remember Erica. she was really, really cute. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. I think she's still real, uh, probably doing really cool stuff. Yeah. No, that's that's. It's just funny because then yeah. I think when we met later, did we meet? We met because there were these twins. Remember their mom was a junkie? And these two little we twin met boys. Those kids? Those kids. I tell people stories about those kids all yeah, the time. Yeah, they, they they because they would come over to your house and, and do, draw with you they and stuff. They would hang out. They were my buddies. Yeah, because their, their mom was like a panhandler or something. Yeah. And yeah. then um, <clears throat> I, they started coming over to my place, like knocking on my door. Hey, what you doing? Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. And, those um, kids were cool. And then they were like, oh, you do drawings too? This guy over here, he does drawings. And I was like, oh, really? And then they brought some of your, some Xeroxes over. Yeah. And I was like, that guy? That Dude, guy who lives there? there? <laughs> I know that guy. I was like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. And then I was like, introduce me to him. I, yeah. I told them that. And yeah. so he, those kids actually introduced that's so us. Funny. Which I think is a pretty oh, rad. those kids. Yeah. That building. It was a weird building. That was fun. Yeah, and then that I met really uh, Sam at your house. Sam used to come by all the time. And actually, yeah. when I moved out of that building, I gave Sam the keys. And yeah. He used to take girls up on the roof yeah. for that building. He's like, I, had hey, the, I can get in here. And I had the roof keys, too, for a long time. Yeah. No, those kids were my best homies there. Yeah. I remember they uh, they had, like, a fishing line attached to an Evian bottle, water bottle. And they would fish it down from the roof and let it sit on the sidewalk. And uh-huh. then when a tourist would walk by, they'd yank it. And so it would just, as you're walking yeah. along, it would just look like an Evian bottle just jumped off the ground out of nowhere. <laughs> And then you'd hear those little kids four stories up just giggling their fucking asses off. That's hilarious. Off. I always oh, wonder what God. happened to those guys. 
I hope they're okay. They're probably I'm like sure they ended up their foster care and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, their yeah, mom that was, was sad. a drug addict. Yeah, she was. I remember full sometimes on. I would see her and they would see me walking up mm-hmm. Bush Street, right? And they would put their heads down yeah. so they they wouldn't get eye contact with me. They were yeah. really embarrassed, embarrassed by the whole thing. Mom, yeah. yeah. I remember they that. They were fun though. Yeah, they were good kids. And then they, I think, I, I mean, but, and that's what was weird about that apartment building. It was one of those ones that was partially, um, like, Section 8. Yes. Like, SRO style. I've lived in lots of those in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah like, I yeah. lived in a place near the park, and the guy downstairs was paying four seventy five. I was paying two grand. Yeah. And my neighbor, for the same size as mine, was paying 2300 Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I remember the landlord, she, when she'd come through to show the apartments, like she'd throw crazy numbers at them. Yeah. It was just so over, all over yeah. the place. But if you had one of those leases man, and were able to hold on to I'm it. I'm still kicking myself that I, I gave up that. It enabled people. I think that's happened to a lot My of people. My downstairs neighbor that had the, the rent that was just over 400 something or other, mm-hmm. that was like a... He was on some special program. He was a terrible alcoholic. It definitely puts people in a disadvantage when they. And he was. He couldn't move from there. Yeah. Ever. Exactly. You're There's stuck. There's no way. You're stuck. Forever. So many people in San Francisco are in that boat. If they yeah. lose their lease, they're gone. Yeah. That's it. Oh they yeah. There's stay. people I know now there. That's that, what's happening here in Boulder since Google's yeah. moving in now. It's happening. All you know, over. that's how it goes. I but guess. We're off to the woods. Right? Off to the woods. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. I'll check in with the internet. <laughs> Once in a week, I'll get that money. I'm back in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I don't need. I don't need it. I mean, uh, I. That's cool. That's cool. The only thing I miss in the city is probably uh, restaurants. And to be honest, I I probably don't need that no. anyways. I no. I make most of my food now, and I think that's I just too. a much healthier way to live. I'm trying even, and to be even, healthier, and it's forced me to yeah, make my own. Exactly. Yeah. And and even having a garden, I have a garden and yeah. do all that sort of stuff. That's and, dope. Um, you that's know. dope. Yeah. So. So, uh, what are you on Instagram? Yes. What's your Instagram D- handle? Damon Soul. How do you spell D- soul? D A M O N S O U L E. Yeah, I know it has soul. an E on the end of that. I want people to know that. <laughs> That's cool. Do you have a website? Uh, same thing. DamonSoul.com. Yep. Sweet. Any yeah. other uh, social media stuff you fuck with? Facebook, Twitter. I mean, not really. No. Me either. Yeah. Same boat. Not, I mean, I have a Facebook account, but it's yeah. not active. I mean. Uh-huh. Cool. You you won't find me there. Yeah, no, I'm same with me. Yeah. Right. Well, cool. I'm thanks. So man. glad we. Yeah, dude. Paths. So good to see you again. Fuck man. yeah. Right. Yeah. On. Well, thank you very much. Thanks.